are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Ryan Tracy. I'm of Locked On Steelers. He's of Locked On Chiefs. Ryan, great to have you on the show. As always, my man, these are always fun to do on Thursdays. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And, you know, it's shifting and things are changing. There's a lot of turmoil in this league. I'm really interested to see what you think of it. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on. But before we address uh, things that are happening in the active parts of the league, we have to talk about a serious story that emerged late on Tuesday and well into Wednesday. Uh, uh, Chad Wheeler, and I'll back up offensive tackle, for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks has been alleged to have beaten his wife and uh, the claims carried a lot of weight because pictures were released of what happened to her and her story of how uh, how just cruel and evil and just vicious it was 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 terrifying and uh, the Seahawks have since waived him he's no longer with the team they have they have released official statement offering him uh uh, our mental health you know resources but ryan this this story with the with the the history of of domestic violence the nfl has challenged it and and taken it on these kind of stories are just terrifying to read and hear about they are and unfortunately they crop up every now and then and it feels like more so than say five ten years ago it it seems to be more prevalent and it's good to support your former employee. Kudos for the organization for reaching out to try to provide some mental support there, because I, I do think, and I'm sure you you will probably agree with me that there's some kind of, of mental health aspect to this that is involved with the game. But let me say this too. How about offering some support and some counseling and some, there you go outside the ordinary support for the victim here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree that's what I think this league needs to be doing right now. Every, every person because here, here's the thing is that yes football the 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 spirit of the game is that you are hitting people and that you're in an environment where hitting people is okay and that that violence carries over you know at, at when i when i was coming out of high even just high school ball again high school football there i had a, a bigger tendency to be more physical with my friends and i didn't hit anybody but like i'd punch somebody in the arm like hey or i'd you know I, or i hugged somebody a little bit harder and like i can't imagine what doing a lifetime of football getting to the professionals and then having I mean, having this be your day in day out you're being hit you're hitting and then what that would have impacted on my life and it took friends of mine to realize like hey you're much more physical than you should be about about, about how you go about life and i was like oh and, and again that was just simple high school football you know, not even at, playing at a high level, just like, okay, Chris did that for, you know, when he was, you know, for some fun back then. This guy played in high school, maybe played midget league, definitely played college, played pro, and and this kind of stuff carried away. And that does not excuse him in any way, shape, or form. This is not an excuse. This is, but this is acknowledging that the NFL needs to probably have, no, not probably, they need to have money set aside to help victims that, uh, you know, of their players who commit these, these heinous acts. And when you read about how terrifying the situation is, how the wife, you know, was getting beaten and to the point where she had to like stop moving and he left her alone. And then when she got up and ran away, he asked, he said, Oh, I didn't think you were alive. And that he, when he left her, he simply left to eat dinner and was, and, and, and just like, 
the cold viciousness of that situation. It is terrifying that there are people like that. And, you know, and, and in the NFL, when you see, when you see this, I do think with the history of domestic violence that we've talked about in this league, it's important for them to address it and for develop resources, like you said, for the people who are victims of these situations. Well, and I'll go one step farther too. It's one thing to have medical staff in all of your organizations, but especially every team's different and some are more family-like and some are more business-like and maybe you don't get that vibe if you're, you know, say a starter, he's a backup player, right? So he's in the O-line room. Maybe the starters are busy doing their business and they're not noticing these things, but why not expand the training staff for somebody that is dedicated to mental health for each of these yeah. organizations yes. to try to make that a presence in the facilities? I agree entirely. That that has to be uh, that has to be something that that's considered part of this. And and really, mental health across all forms of uh, forms of life. You know, one thing that people don't realize is that a lot of situations when it comes to criminal courts could be alleviated if there was more mental health resources because we don't realize how many people fall on different parts of the spectrum as far as where their, where their problems in life are and whether those challenges lead to bigger issues in their life. That's where I think that this could be addressed in a further, further level. And the NFL could get on the forefront of this and say, Hey, we're not just investing into the mental health on the side of concussions and, you know, trying to help with the physicality we're investing in making sure after every practice, after every week, after every, whatever, we're talking to our guys with with trained professionals who are monitoring how they are doing, what their mental state is, uh, because, I mean, this guy snapped because she wouldn't, quote unquote, bow to him. That is how crazy this 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 was. And so reading reading and seeing that I, I completely agree with you. There needs to be a more serious investment on the part of the NFL to help people in in these type of situations. I think it's something they could get done too. And I think it, you can go back to the CTE conversation. There's a lot of things that preemptive observation of mental states within these organizations could help in a number of different ways. So that I, I certainly hope that they do. And as much as we have to cover issues like this that are on the negative side, there's also a very positive thing going on right now in this league. And yes. kudos to Jennifer King, a, a trailblazer. And I want to say that it's about time. I think that it's been coming to have female coaches be more and more active and quite frankly, in more and more prominent roles within their organizations. And now to be a full-time assistant position coach where you have the ability to not only bring an aspect, bring your mental disciplines, bring your uniqueness to an organization, you have the ability to now shape other players that honestly aren't that probably desperate in age from Jennifer King herself. I think that's a really unique situation. Kudos to the Washington football team for doing it. Absolutely. And Jennifer King, for you, you know, she's, yeah, she's now the assistant running back coach for the Washington football team. Um, and, and she's the first full-time uh, black female, uh, female assistant uh, position coach in the in NFL history. It's huge. And, uh, and I think it's a, it's a really great opportunity for her because you're going to, you're getting into a situation where Antonio Gibson is, is the star star back there. He had a really good rookie season. You know, if she's able to help him develop and become a serious back in the league and, and develop a really good backfield with Washington, that's going to give her more opportunities to move forward with her career and to, and to be recognized and say, Hey, you know, women can, 
can definitely coach. And, and not that anyone should ever doubt that, but there's always that that perception, that that, that thought out there where people will say, oh, what 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 if a guy gets angry and he, he gets angry at his woman coach? Well, then he better suck it up because she carries as much power as, as, as every other coach in, in, the, in the league. When she's, when she, if she's your position coach, you better treat her like every other position coach in, in, in the league. And that's where I think this is a great opportunity because she's going to, she's going to be out there and people are going to be able to see she takes this job extremely professionally uh, professionally and she worked up for being an intern this wasn't something that she they, they just plucked her out of the stands because for all the people they're going to say oh this was just a fruit of action or they handed this to her no she worked for years to get to this point and now she's here and we get to see what she's what she's great to so kudos to her and kudos to washington for uh for the steps being made here like ryan said we will definitely be following this story as it continues over the years but we got to throw it to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a fun segment because there's all this talk about quarterbacks and where they'll go. We're going to have Wheel of Fortune quarterback style. What's that going to entail? Find out after this. But first, a message from our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. As always, there's only one place that we pl- trust to place our bets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that's betonline.ag. With the Super Bowl about a little more than a week away, there's plenty of bets to be made, and you can get in on the action by getting on betonline.ag. And don't forget, when you sign up, you'll get, sign up for a free account, and with your first deposit, if you add the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one word. If you add that promo code on, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit. And again, with the Super Bowl, you're not just betting on who wins the game. You're betting on the over-under of the score. You're betting on who wins the coin toss, who scores the first touchdown, who scores the last touchdown. So many different opportunities to make some money off the Super Bowl all right on betonline.ag. And don't forget, use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, all capital letters, all one word. And you'll can, and you enter that promo code and you'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Thursday edition with Chris Carter and Ryan Tracy of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Chiefs. Um, Ryan. Is it me or does this quarterback room of room of quarterbacks that is going to be available in this offseason just keep getting bigger every day? It started with Sean Watson. Then it was Aaron, then it was uh, Matt Stafford. Then it was Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Jared Goff. Dak Prescott's the limit. We just it's every day. There's someone else that, oh, everyone's got to trade for. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the room is filling up with um, the ex quarterbacks that need new places to be. And I'll tell you. Alex Smith said he might come back as well and not to go back to Washington football, but that does remind me uh, like we talked about Jennifer King earlier. Um, there will be people that will say that that is um, a hire to try and take the spotlight off the owner and some of his issues, but let's take a, a step back 
and and look at Ron Rivera and look at Alex Smith and look mm-hmm. at the adversity that they've gone through. I think there's there's very few places right there in terms of the day-to-day football staff that could be a better spot. The room is mostly older guys that have experience, and you talked about Antonio Gibson, so good for them. Yeah. Whether Alex Smith is the quarterback or not, I think I think he might feel emboldened, so we probably don't need to put him on this list, but I think that's really interesting. But there's all these guys that are his age that – are either going to retire or they're going to look for a new home one last hurrah or like that magic golden year, like Tom Brady found in Tampa Bay. Right now, here's the question is every, every week it as a, as the locked on Steelers host, trust me, anytime a quarterback mentions not being happy, I am flooded with Twitter DMS with people texting me. <laughs> hey, are the Steelers going to trade for Matt Stafford for Aaron Rodgers, for Dak Prescott, for Deshaun Watson, for Jared. Go- I've get, not gotten it every, when they, when they signed Dwayne Haskins, the question was, is he the future? And I'm just like, guys, can we just <laughs> relax, see how this plays out and figure this out. So to appease all the fans, cause I'm sure I don't, I'm not the only one. Well, Ryan, you don't got to worry about that. You got Patrick Mahomes for eternity. So no one's ever asking you this question, <laughs> but I'm sure with the Colts, you know, that, that, that question is going to be out there. I'm sure there's other teams that aren't feeling good about their current situation, maybe like the Broncos, who are like, hey, you know what, maybe we should make a move to get one of these guys. Then I've heard people on the Niners ask that question, even with Jimmy G in, con- in, in contract, thinking like, hey, you know what, we, if we get a, a much better quarterback than Garoppolo, we could be put over the top. So we're going to – what we're going to do here is we're going to play a Wheel of Fortune game. I have assembled a wheel of, of, uh, of, of five quarterbacks. And this wheel includes Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, because technically I, I, we're not sure what's going to happen with Dak this offseason, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Stafford. So what we're going to do is, Ryan, you're going to pick a team. I'm going to spin the wheel. Whoever it lands on, we talk about if this is this is just for fun. We're just going to do this. Whoever it lands on, one, we're going to say – does you know would this work for between these teams how how this could work out for them if it doesn't if and we if you think it doesn't work you say that and then at the end of it we talk about the positives the negatives and then we give a percentage on how likely is this even to happen um and if it's 100 if it's if it's 80 percent, if it's zero percent that's our evaluation so you ready to play here wheel of fortune <laughs> I'm, quarterback style i'm set let's go all right all right name a team that needs a quarterback. let's start Let's start with one that I think this is going to be the linchpin to maybe take them to the next step. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. That's a great place to start because they are with, with Philip Rivers retiring. That makes sense. All right. I am spinning the wheel. Come the on. wheel is spinning. The wheel is spinning. I don't know if you guys can hear the clicking. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. The Colts get Aaron Rodgers. This is insane. I just thought we'd start off with some Jared Goff, something like, no, we're starting with the guy. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, first of all, Ryan, how crazy would this be for Aaron Rodgers to just move to the Colts? Like, what what would that immediately do for him and their offense? I mean, the bricks would come out of Lambeau, right? I mean, <laughs> that's that's not it's not a reality. And there's been a lot of back and forth talk, right? Like, I don't think that's actually going to happen. But but how good would that be if you're Aaron Rodgers to go out of the cold into a dome with Frank, who's going to let you do what you want to do? With a defense that can can help you out, and quite frankly, a, a run game that might be a little bit better than what you've seen down the stretch for the Packers. Oh, well, I, I mean, that's the thing. In the dream of dreams, Colts fans would love this. And, and they and uh, it was funny. We, we have our, our private DM, uh, DM like group between all the locked-on NFL hosts. 
And when we were talking about, like, because Jim Ursay actually came out and said, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out here in the quarterback room. And it's like, no, 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 you know, no, 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 fair I'm, I'm being very uh being very light about this so um so there there you go um aaron Rodgers, what, what's your percentage i know you said it's not realistic is, is this zero percent is there's no is there no way this happens can i say negative oh, it's zero he's saying it, he's saying negative five negative it's zero <laughs> no one is letting aaron Rodgers leave green bay so zero but it's nice to think about all right all right all right so now we have another all right pick your next team we have four options left Oh, let's say San Francisco. San Francisco. Again, so this, a team with a solid defense. Yes. A and, team and, that can run, move the ball. And this is assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be gone. Um, I guess we should have put Jimmy Garoppolo on this wheel. But, hey, hey, we're having fun here. No, no, no second thoughts. All right, here we go. <laughs> spinning the wheel. Spinning. Spinning. Pick it up speed. The colors are weird. These are actually Packers colors, which is kind of crazy. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott <laughs> goes to the San Francisco 49ers. I actually really like that. I actually think that would be a really cool move on both of their ends. Um, I mean, I've always thought Dak was underrated. Granted, I think they, they need to make sure that that running game is a little bit better. Uh, but but with like you said, with that defense, you could see Dak being a good playmaker for them. I, but here's the thing. How much of an upgrade is he over Jimmy G that you would say – this gets them back to the Super Bowl and have a good chance of winning it. I, I would say that it is. I think it is exactly that. It does get them back to the Super Bowl. I mm. think that puts them in the power structure in the NFC. I think it allows you to play off. I mean, let's face it. The, the man shattered his lower leg. Yeah, he bad. needs a little bit of support. He needs a run game that is effective and, quite frankly, diversified. They can run not only between the tackles but hit the edges as well, and I think that that's something – uh, with the innovation that you can expect in the run game from Kyle Shanahan, I think that's a great spot for him. That I, I agree with you. I think it would be great for him. I think it would be great for them. Uh, I'm just—I've never been a Garoppolo guy. Like I, he's just—he's. I think he's a decent quarterback. I, I think Dak is a good quarterback that has a, a, a much a higher ceiling if he put, if he's put in the right system. Um, and uh, and I th I think that what the Niners got go with what the Niners got going on, they'd have a really good chance with him over there. Uh, so so I I think we both agree this would be a good fit. Now how realistic is it? Eh, I have to look at their uh their cap situation. I know that they would get a lot of cap space by simply getting rid of Garoppolo because um he has a lot of cap savings in his deal. Like if they were to cut him right now, he's twenty six point nine. A million cap hit if they cut him right now they'd save 24.1 million dollars against this this year's cap or next year's cap rather and they already have 9.38 million dollars in cap space and this is of course the estimate based off of what we think things would be after covid so mm -hmm. i mean they'd have the room to bring in prescott um you know so i mean i i i guess i could put this at a i put this at a 40 percent chance you know just because you know maybe maybe they want to get aggressive and make things happen there I can tell you two things that would happen in that case. One, Garoppolo would find a new agent. Um, two, uh, Jerry Jones might be oh, – what's a nice way to put it? Um, the Jones family might be in mourning because I don't think there's any way 
unless Jerry is out of commission and out of that organization that this happens. Mm -hmm. But there is a certain scenario where I could see it depending on a number of factors in terms of the recovery and what it looks like for the immediate future. Um, so I will, I will say Jerry's going to be the deciding factor as always, uh, but I'm going to put it around about 20%. All right. So 20% for you, 40% for me. So that's Dak Prescott going to the 49ers. All right. We're moving. We're hiding that choice. We have three options left. Pick another team. The really interesting one for me okay. is what are you going to do now that you've decided to part from Matt Stafford? Ooh, now that you've made the mutual agreement, right? That's a good point. So are you bought into dedicating the draft to your quarterback position? Are you looking for someone to be a transition quarterback? That's the big question to me. I don't know if, if, how you feel or if we should even include the lines right here. I mean, we, heck, if Max Stafford's saying I'm going to be, I'm, I want out of here, get me out of here, Dwayne Wade commercial style, then, uh, you know, then hey, we should include them. So let's do them now. Mind you, Matt Stafford is still an option on this wheel. So I'm it, waiting. If it's Matt Stafford, it's going to be the funniest. This is going to be the best spin of all time because then Matt Stafford will have uh, on his way back up been bitten off the kneecaps of the Detroit Lions and all the other crazy things that their head coach was saying. But all right, here we go. We are spinning the wheel for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford here. Here we go, spinning, picking up the pace, settling on an option. And it is, it is Matt Stafford. <laughs> they stick with him. There's no way that this happens after what they just said. But if they got back Matt Stafford, would it not be the most Detroit Lions thing to ever happen? It, it would. And I, I think Dan Campbell could make it work. I just don't know if you're going to have to put the dentures in or something to get those kneecaps chewed off or how that's going to come <laughs> around. But it's going to need some help. Maybe we should re-roll for the Rams. Yeah, let's. We're we're going to uh we're we're going to uh to we're gonna re-roll uh, for the Rams. Okay. Yeah, we, let's switch we, it up. We won't we won't take Matt Stafford off the board because there's no zero percent chance he goes back right. to the Lions. Though it would be the funniest thing in NFL history if he did. All right, all right. Well, we and go. let me say this too. Do you agree that after hearing what Les Need had to say that? I'm not sure Jared Goff's going to be there. So I, yeah. I think they are looking for a replacement. I mean, when, when he said straight up that Wolford took took the spot off of him, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The Rams are looking for a quarterback right now. So this is fair. So, But here's the crazy thing. Jared Goff is still on this board, too. So it could, if, if we land Jared Goff, this wheel is going to make me hate it. But all right, all right. <laughs> Between Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, and Jared Goff, who do the Rams get? Spinning now. Spinning. Picking up the pace. It's going really fast. It's slowing down. They get with Jared Goff again. <laughs> oh, I really wanted Deshaun Watson because that would have been a fun conversation. No, screw we got to reset the wheel. Well, let's let's do one final roll for the Houston Texans. You know what? Because what we're doing, what we're doing is we're putting everybody back on the board because this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. I think the problem is we ran out of options, so we're just including everybody here. All right, all right. So let's do the Rams again, and and we're gonna spin with back with D D Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers. Everybody that we picked, they're, they're, out, they're on the board. All right, so here we go. Rams, you get a take two. Sorry, Lions, we don't have enough time for doing you again. <laughs> Spinning. There we go. Oh, it's, it's Dak Prescott again, but I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to. Again, creativity comes down to it. It, it, it is for him all about whether he can be healthy or not. Right. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to underplay that in any way, shape or form. And I have to tell you, because that is a significant injury and I'm, I'm hopeful that he will return to his prior Same. health, but Hey, it's a process, right? Right. And, and the Rams have shown that they can work with several different running backs. So 
I think that this could this could really work out for him if he was put there. And really, I think the Rams are a are a good quarterback away from being a serious competitor if that defense can stay together and they can keep those offensive pieces around. So actually, I think Dak Prescott would really work great there. Now, how re- realistic is it with like you said, Jerry Jones? Is he going? Is he not going to try to just keep Dak Prescott and offer him all the money? That's a serious thing you have you have to consider all right there. The money. Yeah, all, all the all the money. Um, and the other situation, I, I think this is the biggest problem here, is Jared Goff's contract. His cap number next year is thirty four point nine million dollars. They would like be, lose a they would lose a crap ton of money if he stuck around. So, uh, or if he if they sent him if they send him away, like the, the, mm-hmm. the his contract does not work for it. I would give this a ten percent chance of happening just because the contract would be rough and. You know, even if if they unloaded his number, they would still need considerably more money after that to be able to sign a Dak Prescott. So I put this at a at a uh, I'll, I'll go five percent. I'll go five percent just to be nice. I'll go too because that is what the bottom line in this league is: is the dollars and cents. And without having that room, I don't think you can do something major. So at the end of the day, I think they're stuck with golf, and maybe it turns into a a clear battle come training camp i think that would be very interesting that would be that would be pretty interesting all right last team here pick one more team i think you said the houston texans were next mm-hmm. all right so houston texans deshaun watson is still on the board here um so we got everybody's available and we're going to spin for the houston texans last spin of the wheel of fortune quarterback game here we go spinning picking up speed going really <laughs> fast not slowing down and they get matt stafford that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's very interesting. Matt Stafford going to the Texans and the Texans who are reshaping everything right now. So this is also assuming that they get rid of Deshaun Watson. They, you'd imagine that by getting rid of Deshaun Watson, or maybe it's a flat-out trade, though. I mean, I don't think Deshaun Watson will go to the the the, the Lions. He would try to say, "Heck no, get get that, make that, don't make that happen." But with Deshaun Watson, I'd imagine that they'd get a bigger haul than what they'd give up to get Matt Stafford, right? I would think so too. Yes, pretty dramatically, in my opinion. So that would build, give them more assets to say, "Hey, Matt, you're coming here. We're building around you. Just you know, hang in there. Be the tough quarterback that you've been for for, for your whole career. But you know, change is coming. Uh, but I, I think that's a very interesting move there. I do too. And think about what Deshaun Watson did this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, the 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 idea of of voluntarily moving on from new Hopkins was ridiculous in its inception, yeah. but we all know how broken that organization is right now. Mm-hmm. There are a number of things that still are there in Brandon cooks and Will Fuller. Like there are some things there that Matt Stafford might be able to continue that at least yardage push by using some of those weapons. I think the, the focus would then turn to developing more, getting him more weapons. And because they don't have a coach right now, and I find it very interesting that Airbnb has not been hired. Yes. That might be one that if you're Matt Stafford, you have still the arm talent that you have. Obviously, we know about the injuries as well. And yep. you have a guy like Eric Bieniemy who should be in this. And I think it is very strange that Eric's still coaching and there's still vacancy in that town. I think it, it could be a situation where maybe that big arm could do pretty well down there. I, th- I, th- I think it could. I think it could. They, they need to make the right investments, but there would certainly be potential there for Matt Stafford. Well, that was Wheel of Fortune quarterback edition um, that we just played. But who knows? We might play this a little bit more. That was a lot of fun. So like, <laughs> I, I, I like I like that. Uh, Ryan and I had a good time with that. Did you like our picks? Did any of those make sense? Did we pass on something that we that we missed on? Let us know. 
Um, you can always ch- check us out with the Locked On NFL podcast. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we got to talk about some coaching matchups for the Super Bowl. Because everyone's talking about Brady versus Mahomes. We get that. But there's some more interesting schematics that are going to be happening behind, behind all of that. We're going to talk about that matchup after this. But first, a word from our sponsors at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, or those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, fla- new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ryan Tracy for the Thursday edition of the show. So, Ryan, um... Like we said, everyone's going to be talking about the quarterback matchups, and that is imperative. And, you know, it's crazy that, you know, the old guard versus the new guard, you know, th- this goat versus that goat, who's the goat, da, 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 all that's happening. Um, but what about coaching matchups here? And not just Arians, but we know that Eric Bieniemy draws, draws up the draw, draws up the, he's the coordinator of the offense, and Andy Reid is the play caller. Mm-hmm. But when you look on the other side, you got Todd Bowles, and that defense – has been really opportunistic for for the for the for the Buccaneers. The way that they I they got they got the crucial interception. I didn't think they'd get on Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. They got enough stops to help, help their offense build up an 18 point lead. Um, I give them a lot of credit. I, I I was I wasn't too shocked by them beating the Saints. I was shocked by them beating the Packers because I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to pay them back for how he lost to them earlier in the season. And now you get to play you get to play the Chiefs. And you saw how Barrett and JPP were getting after Rodgers and the, the, the offensive tackle problem of the Chiefs. What do you think we're going to see that's going to be – that could be – how make this matchup interesting from an X's and O's standpoint between Andy Reid and Bowles and Arians? Well, it's going to be very interesting because the balance might not be there. We've seen Eric Bieniemy call more games, more plays in a game as the season's gone on. Right, right. Clearly, that's part of it, and it becomes – how much of that is what they showed the first time in their meeting a few weeks ago, and how much is in this next one? For me, it all comes down to the fact that the Bucks spotted the Chiefs so many points by playing their style of ball rather than what has been proven to work against the Chiefs, if anything's been proven to work. And so I do expect a fairly significant change. You saw them play a lot of cover, too, against the Packers. That's not something they did in the first half against the Chiefs when they let Tyreek go off for 200 yards. That has got to be the evolution. I I think Todd Bowles is a guy that wants to do what he does, Mm -hmm. but I think he's smart enough to know that he can't get it done against this team. And I think that first half last time proved it. So I expect him to mix it up. I expect that too high to be out there more than single high. I expect them to play less than, you know, two man. I I think they will drop into more zones and try to take advantage of the fact that they have some young guys that can get their hands on the ball. Sean Murphy button's been on fire lately. He has give him some opportunities. I think that's the way. And I think that will be an interesting counterpoint to 
the Chiefs still have all kinds of plays in there in their back pocket that they haven't let loose. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from the first one? How did they adapt to what is a more deliberate uh, defense to stop the pass? And can they run the ball? It's going to be a lot of back and forth. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. And I, I think there's some really interesting matchups. Yeah, One thing you want to see Antoine Winfield, if he can get back, um, it'd be great for their safety position. Uh, shout out to Jordan Whitehead. He played, played a heck of a game. H2P uh, from, the, from the University of Pittsburgh. He's a pit Panther there. Um, but, um, but at the same time, I, I look at how athletic this Buccaneers defense is. And, and Devin White, the way that he's playing out of his mind in these playoffs, um, that makes it exciting. And then also, again, that defensive front, you know, the pressure that they can get on Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Now, it, it certainly looked like Mahomes was able to move uh, in, in this last game. A lot of people were, were saying, oh, with that toe, who knows? Can, can, can he get out? He looked like he was able to, to, to keep stay nimble and be on the run and throw, and throw on the run. I, I'm interested to see how Andy Reid protects Mahomes in those situations, or does he trust his offensive line and Mahomes to negate the pressure that the, that the Buccaneers can get? Because I can tell you right now, in a lot of years we've seen pass rushing win the day in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's going to be even harder for them because they do have to make some changes. Uh, Eric Fisher, the left tackle, who has been yeah really a, a ballast point for this offense, even back to the 2019 run. He, when he was out, they didn't play as well. Mm-hmm. He's gone for the year with a torn Achilles. So they are going to piece it together. They will start this Super Bowl with one starter. Jeez. That's it. So that does become the primetime matchup. And I will say that. We'll get into some of the others next week, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, it's about shifting him and let him do what he what he does. I think he will be a little bit healthier. He said he felt better last week. He did play with that carbon fiber like shank underneath the ball of his foot and his big toe to take mm-hmm. some of the pressure off. I expect that to be the case as well. That does limit your flexion a little bit. So I, I do feel like if you didn't see him quite be 100%, even if he – feels good i don't think he's gonna be able to move that toe as well so i think he's only gonna be playing about 95 percent speed even when he does break the pocket no i i do agree i think that that's 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 got to be part of it i just i'm intrigued to see how you know what you know like you said you know how much cover two do we see how much switching up do we see to try to confuse mahomes and, and how much can you really confuse mahomes because the, what what the buccaneers and what i think it's really going to come down to is can they get that initial confusion because we we've we've, we've seen when Patrick Mahomes gets time in the pocket or he flushes out, he, he his eyes are always down the field. Even if even if you're in his face, he's like, oh, yeah, my guy is at 28-yard marker, 27, 26. Oh, he's going to be right there. Bang. And he, he hits him like that a lot. If he – the Buccaneers' best hope is if they can create initial confu- confusion at the, se- at the set of plays in the first two to three seconds that takes away the time and then hope that that pass rush gets home that's going to be their ticket to really competing, competing in these situations. But if, if they can't get the pressure and if they, if two things, if they, if they don't, if they can't get that initial confusion and Patrick Mahomes is throwing within the first two seconds, two and a half seconds that he has the ball, this is going to be a, this is not going to be a good game for the Buccaneers defense. And then beyond that, if they get that confusion, they need, they then need to capitalize on it with their pass rush. Cause if they don't, they're going to get chewed up. Yeah. There's, there's no two ways about it. If you let him have, three seconds you're in trouble already yep yep. and that said you have to be really really diligent in your zone discipline as well and i think that the thing that the bucks have is like you mentioned before they have athleticism so whether they're still dropping to a spot or they're adjusting if they can match what's coming across because you're going to see a lot of cross patterns in there we'll talk about that next week with the the individual matchups but they have to be quick they have to recognize and they have to flow as quickly as possible 
Agreed, agreed. Lots of stuff. We got a whole other week to talk about the Super Bowl, and we will next week as we give you our predictions. Um, Ryan, I mean, I know you're talking about the Super Bowl a lot. I mean, this, this is your squad, so this has got to be a lot of fun for you. Um, but, uh, Ryan, this has been a heck of a show. Um, thanks again for always doing this. It's great. It's, it's an honor to host a, a podcast with you, sir. Um, let people know they can follow you f- and find more of your work. Well, I have to thank you because I would not have come up with the Wheel of Fortune thing. So <laughs> nicely done. And you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. You can find me at RGR Football on YouTube. And uh, for this draft cycle, you can find the Athletic Matrix, which is from my company, Rogue Analytics. Awesome, awesome. And uh, my, my name is Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Uh, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. You can find my written work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I cover the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams, as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, I am the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Check out all my work there, as well as WPXI, the local NBC station in Pittsburgh. We're going to send it, send you guys out here. Thanks again for listening. Ch- tune in tomorrow for the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast.